Welcome to the Steelers Realm Podcast. Here are the boys of Steelers Realm, New Jersey Dev, JT, and the famous TA. Hey, Steeler Nation, welcome back to another episode of Steelers Realm Podcast, powered by Riverside.fm, the official remote, high-definition video and audio conferencing tool of yours truly here at Steelers Realm Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, guys, JT, along with, in the heart of Browns country, it's the famous TA. What's going on, brother? How's your week going so far? Man, my week is great. I am excited, JT. I just got off the phone with the Red Cross. They will be at Heinz Field to be able to take those dirty flocking birds off the field in gurneys. <laughs> We've got her set up. Let's hope that's the case. Yeah, hoping uh, any given Sunday is the rule for this coming weekend. Uh, it is Ravens week, and so Steeler fans, up or down, in or out, no matter 11 and 1 or 1 and 11, it's always you can throw the book out, and uh, only God knows what's going to happen uh, when the Steelers and Ravens meet. This time, this Sunday, will be later in the day, 425 kickoff at Heinz Field, DA. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of pumped for that, a little bit change of pace. Uh, we're going to be at Heinz Field back home. So uh, let, let's hope this uh, any given Sunday uh, thing plays out. Now, uh, TV coverage is going to be uh, on NBC, local here in the Berg, WPXI. Oh, that is wrong. That is wrong. You got, we got to get is. the editors, JT. They're uh, fired. They're all fired. <laughs> Tony Romo is CBS. Oh, okay. Okay. We're firing them tomorrow, folks. All Done. Right. All right. Done. So CBS. Sorry, JT. That's okay. Sorry, Steelers Nation. You know, I, I the didn't professionalism even... that goes on behind the scenes. We're gonna do a we're gonna do a cut up show one of these days. <laughs> and outtakes. There'll be plenty I'll of those. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. So just making sure now, Jim Nance, the Jim Nance, and Tony Romo. Is this the new dream team? I believe so, and, you know, I'm hoping Tony, I win the Tony Romo in my ear thing, man, because, you know, who wouldn't love to have Tony Romo walking around with you all day long in your ear? Oh, that'd be all right. Tracy Wolfson uh, got the sideline reporter on the call there, and then, of course, on your Steelers radio network, uh, right on the Steelers Steelers app, you can catch that. Badass Billy Hillgrove doing play-by-play, uh, Craig Wolfley doing color, and then Missy Matthews and Max Starks uh, doing sideline there. You can catch your uh, Steelers Radio Network affiliates, and also you can catch that game on locally here in Indiana County, WDAD on the FM and AM dial. So um, let's see. looks like it's going to be a decent day, a little overcast, 9-mile-an-hour winds, 52 degrees. Here in the Berg, um, at uh, kickoff time, our overall series, uh, we do lead the series thirty to twenty-four. 
uh, despite the outlook coming into this game, but um, we've won the last two meetings against them. I wouldn't have thought that, but hard to hard to believe, ain't it? Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. Um, you know, the Ravens were coming off a home win against the Browns, where they didn't they kind of struggled, but um, you know, moved on to a record of eight and three uh, with their win over the Browns. <clears throat> even after turning the ball over uh, four times, and of course we're five and five, five hundred plus that tie, and then uh, coming up off that, that ass whooping game from last week, we are not going to talk any more about. So uh, let's let's hope to turn things around. And you know, I don't know if you guys catch it every week. I like to look at uh, you know Merrill Hodge. Did you check out his latest uh, breakdown, his play-by-play breakdown? But um, one of his comments, I guess the point is, one of his comments was, you know, these professionals, after kind of getting embarrassed a game before, uh, how they respond is going to be go a long way in this game. So just like we said, you know, it's getting hot in the AFC North kitchen, and this is definitely going to be heater-upper. Let's hopefully we can just throw the book out and these two mono these two got teams going mono y mono. So looking forward to breaking it down with you tonight, TA. Um, you know, we want to send a quick shout out to Dev. Uh and uh sending best witches to him. Hoping he can jump back on here again real soon. So thinking about your brother. So Are you sending best witches or witches. wishes? Wishes. Did I say oh, okay. witches? All right. I was going to say, we, you might have missed Halloween. We're, we're on our way to December now, Christmas time, Santa Claus, ho, ho, ho. Okay. That must have been the um, the editor, document editor, spelled wishes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um, uh, good stuff on social media this week, dude. I don't know if you've been paying a whole lot of attention. Some of it stuck out. But uh, why don't we, we pick one? And uh, we're going to call it, instead of the shit bag of the week, we're going to call this one the social media standout of the week by uh, who do we got this week? Rocky Blyer's One Man's Opinion. And we're going to go ahead and post this. So for all you Steeler Nations who have not seen this, this is a must from a legend, from his heart. And we're just going to go ahead and we're just gonna we're just gonna quote him verbatim. He comes out and he just basically says, "I don't know why I'm even writing this week's one man opinion, because I saw the same game you saw, and I have the same reaction you do. The Steelers suck. <laughs> what I can't understand is why. It's not that losing bothers me as much as a lack of pride or self esteem." How do you give up 82 points in the last two games? How do you, in the words of Mike Tomlin, get beat up on both sides of the ball? Is it a mindset? Mm-hmm. Big Ben said after the game that it, it is what it is. It happens sometimes. We need to play better. My reaction? No shit. <laughs> so why don't you play better? <laughs> I don't want to hear about injuries. We got beat even when everyone was healthy. I don't want to hear about anything because actions speak louder than words. And at this stage of the game, those actions spell out 
loser. Oh. It's not what we want to hear, but it is the truth. Who's to blame? Maybe no one. Maybe it's just karma. But when you have a new offensive line, a new offensive line coach, and a new offensive coordinator, that's not necessary a recipe for success. <laughs> when you have a seasoned defensive coordinator that gives up 82 points in more than two games, it's more than just karma. It's a disaster. Wow. Well spoken, Rocky. My heart's out to you. Well said. I don't think anybody could have said it better than that. No, and you know what? He's, he's not been the only uh, former Steeler player that's been outspoken, too. Uh, so I'm sure most of you Steeler Nation have heard out there. So, But, uh, you know, Rocky's quote, so, so much uh, dead on. And you can see, I mean, you know, the passion is still there. <laughs> Still cares about his Steelers. How can you not? But, um, yeah, so great stuff, T.A. Thanks for sharing that, man. Um, let's jump into by the numbers. That's a bang them out. A couple pretty cool numbers to share with. Uh, and, uh, you know, also coming up, we'll jump into T.A.'s uh, brought the ambulance report with them. We'll see where things stand going into Friday practice. Also touch on some other Steelers t uh, news talking points. And then uh, get into the game. As far as uh, players to watch out for on both sides of the ball. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll try to highlight that for you as best we can. Um, but um, let's get it started. You want to take the first one, the by the numbers first one? Absolutely, because there are a lot of good numbers in this one, JT. First number, 663. Najee is fourth in the league with 663 yards he created by himself, avoiding tackles. Now, this is significant because he only has 708 yards for the season. Total. Fifth, total. Yeah. We're talking about a 50-yard difference here. This guy is a machine, and we need to get him some help because at this point, he is doing it all on his own, JT. Yeah, he really is. That, that just shows that. That uh, that's that's how many yards uh, were not open for him without him making his own. How many times have we seen him all year long? Just run into the, a bunch and somehow he squirts out for three or four. That's a sign of a great running back. Turns nothing into something every time. Uh, but unfortunately, yeah. uh, it's wearing him down. We've been saying this all year. So I'll I'll jump on the next one. Five eighty six. That's a Steelers lead the league since week 10 for the most rushing yards allowed. Hmm. Now think about that. Najee got 663 all season long on his own. We were able to give up 586 as a collective group. Can you imagine if that collective group had a little bit of pride and self-esteem like Rocky pointed out? Maybe Najee's sitting at 1,200 yards right now. Hmm. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. But here's the one for all the Dante haters. 338. Dante is fifth most in the NFL with 338 yards after the catch. I think we need to feed him the ball some more. Wow. Well, yeah. You know, as opposed to last year, 
Wow, what a turnaround. 109 targets and not one drop. That's crazy. Crazy. All right, next one, 86. Did you see that? Sorry. Did you see what? Nope, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I was just going to say, he's having a career high. 12.1 yards per catch, 6.6 per game, 79 yards per game. All these are career high from a guy who everybody wanted to railroad out of Pittsburgh last year. Last year, yeah. Well, he did have the fumbleitis. Did you see one of the workout things he was doing? He did. The little tennis ball thing. Yeah, how about that? That was it's cool. working. Not paying it's any working. attention. Yeah, it is. It is. Next one, 86. Pro Football Focus has uh, Bush ranked at 86 out of 88 linebackers. How about the teams with the last two? <laughs> Imagine what they're doing. I feel bad for those guys. Yeah, really. If, if they're watching the same thing we've been watching with, I feel bad for those two other teams that have the two worst. Yeah. But now, next is 31. We are 31st in the league in first down yards per play at 4.3. Last year, JT, we were tied for 27th at 5 point yards or 5.0 yards per play. In the year before, 4 point yards per play. Canada's making a difference. <laughs> oh, yeah, big difference. He's moved us up there. Uh, at least we're not on the complete bottom. <laughs> Not yet. We're not in the muck and mud. We're hovering right above it. Nope. Our toes are, are, are touching it. 30. It's We're like ballerinas. <laughs> yeah. Just dancing over the tip tops of, of bottom. 30 is the 30th meeting between uh, Harbaugh and Tomlin. Tomlin does lead the series 15-14. And it's the third longest matchup in NFL history of coaches. Hallis and Lambeau have met more uh, at 49 times. But, uh, you know, this continues. It's going to take, what, another seven, eight years to catch that one. But uh, will it make it to 32? Well, Well, there's the question. We know we've got 31. And, you know, we got a lot of people out there already calling for Tomlin's head. Oh, yeah. Will we get to see 32 to surpass Steve Owen and Lambeau, who met 31 times, for those two to take second all time? Hmm. Doubt they'll make first. But second? Hard to say. I'm sure we'll be talking about that in the offseason for sure. Uh, the next by the numbers, and we'll keep it rolling here. 18, the Steelers are 18th in a NFL in pressure rate this year at 24.8%. Last year at this time, we were first in the NFL at 35.1% in NFL in pressures, pressuring the quarterback. In pressuring the quarterback. So, I mean, when you look at that, JT, it just tells you how decimated we are on that front line, how much we missed to it in the Lulu. I mean – these younger guys have got to step up, kind of like this younger guy right here, 13. Mm-hmm. Kendrick Green leads the league with blown run blocks by centers this season. Jeez. Man, that's not a great start on the way to <laughs> Hall of Fame centers 
in the Steeler realm. Yeah, no, not exactly uh, Rookie of the Year, Lineman Rookie of the Year uh, award winners there with that kind of numbers. No. So let's take the last one here, three, which is Derek Watt tied for third in the NFL with eight solo tackles on special teams. Now, if we can only get him to play behind the offensive line and do a little blocking for Najee, uh, maybe he could be leading the NFL in rushing. I don't know. Would a fullback help at this point, T.A.? Hey, look, it's better than what we got now. I mean, we just have already determined at 663 yards on his own. Maybe throw Derek out there in front of him, you know? Throw him out there. I mean, we got to do something. We're paying this guy a lot of money. I know. If- to, to, to be tied for a third for eight solo tackles on special teams, he needs to be incorporated in some kind of blocking scheme, something. Yeah. Uh, it'd be interesting. The number of plays divided by his salary, but how much he's making per play. It's got to be like $500,000 a play or something ridiculous like that. I'm sure Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Hoskins are jealous because they're probably thinking to themselves, hey, backup quarterbacks are supposed to have the easiest job in the NFL, not the fullback. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Well, again, off-season stuff. Certainly would like to see him more active, and let's get our money's worth out of him. Block. We need help blocking. What would it hurt? Anyhow. Well, let's get into uh, let's get into the ambulance report, T.A. Who's, who's, uh, who's looking good? Who's looking bad? What's that look like? I know uh, we had some COVID list additions and um, some signings, actually. Uh, some roster moves, I should say, not signings. Yeah, we're 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 finding anybody we can at the local Walmart. So if you need a job, stand out there. The recruiting team will be by tomorrow. <laughs> if uh, you have a helmet, yeah, cleats, you know, <laughs> sign up. You're, you're, we're, we're 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 ready to put you in the field. But you know, this COVID list thing is really starting to bother me here, JT. I mean, at the beginning of the season, we were touted for being number one in the NFL for being vaccinated. And now here we are. We are the team being plagued. I, maybe we got the vaccination too soon. We didn't get the good stuff. I, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> but this week we got Watt, who we just got back. We might not see him on Sunday. Definitely not going to see Joe Haig, and we're definitely not going to see Spillane. So there's our COVID list. As far as the actual Steelers' overall injury report, hey, Pat Fryermuth. He's back. So concussion, not so bad. Okay, good. Isaiah Bugs and Mallette are probably the two we're not going to see. And Zach Banner also has an illness. It's not COVID. He hasn't tested yet. But with all these outbreaks there at Heinz Field, you got to kind of wonder, does he or doesn't he have it? Mm. Other than that, Joe, you know, he's still waiting on a manicure to fix that foot. I don't, I don't know what's going on mm. with him. Plantar fasciitis or something? Who knows? I don't know. They seem, now, they the seem Ravens, kind of uh, they, they seem kind of optimistic that he might be back at practice tomorrow. From what I heard today, well, they've been kind of optimistic about him for two weeks now. Yeah, it's true. Seen that to the <laughs> practice field. So, I'm not even sure what optimistic means today. Now, the Ravens, on the other hand, I don't have enough time to roll out this scroll 
to give you everybody's name. It just because most of them is not even worth it on who will not play. Yeah, right. However, the two that I'm keeping my eye on right now is Marion Humphreys, cornerback, and their rookie, Odafe Oweheha. Oweheha. Both have not participated. Now, Humphreys is just an illness. I expect him on Sunday. Odafe, though, he got a little bit of a shoulder injury. It's kind of hard to tackle with a shoulder injury. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But other than that, it really doesn't matter. This is a Red Cross game. We're going to leave the bodies where they lie. And all we can do is hope and pray that we're going to come out on the better end and we don't have to watch a lot of black and gold leave this to the sidelines this week. Let's hope so. And you know what? Let's hope they come out with a, uh, a purpose and a renewed, uh, a renewed spirit. You know, it's tough when you get your ass handed to you. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'll never forget a saying that um, one softball coach said to us one time when we were, uh, we were getting killed. Somebody slid into, my buddy slid into third base. A dude just came down on his side, blew his ACL out. But uh, he was writhing in plain, and the other coach said, his head always hurts worse when you're losing. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, that's that's rough. That's rough, but it does always hurt more when you're losing. There's a little truth to that. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, where was I going with that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't Was you know. getting ready to go into the next item up for bid, which is all the talk this week at practice on what we can do to make it better? And by George, we have a winner. It's music. Yeah, that's right. Not laughter. It's the sound of music, JT. <laughs> that's what this team's missing. Yeah. Well, did you hear Tomlin's quote on that? He said, yeah, well, he's a wide out, oh. and uh, he can do his job, and my job is to make sure that uh, I'll do the one, be the one scheduling the practices. So, in other words, <laughs> right? he can say what he wants, but that's my call. You know, un- unfortunately, whether Chase said it as a joke or whether Chase was serious, for him to even say that after a 41 to nothing drubbing, to put your head coach through that, to make him answer those questions yeah, during really. the press conference is not a productive way to conduct business, which is something that needs to be highly addressed with this team is the culture, the identity. I mean, I'm not quite sure. This might be the most self-entitled team I've ever seen play. Hmm. Yeah, I thought we we thought it was bad with uh, AB hanging around. AB and all his crap. Um, speaking Look, of AB, long impression. Oh, wait a second! Did you say speaking of AB? I did. He's back in the news again. <laughs> again? Yes, he is back in the news again. He has been um, suspended. If I'm if I'm correct, I'll say it's not so suspended uh, three games for his COVID uh, nineteen violation, which was um, yeah without pay too. So he I guess falsifying. I guess is 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 that what it is falsifying or misrepresenting his vaccination status? 
is what it was, by pretending to be vaccinated when he truly wasn't. Well, I mean, quite honestly, I mean, it's better than the other things he's been accused of of late. True. Now, he wasn't the only player, though. No, they they caught a whole bunch of them, didn't they? They did, yeah. Let's see. Um, who else was it? Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, let's see. Who was it? Uh, Mike Edwards and uh, free agent John Franklin III, all suspended for misrepresenting their vaccination status and violating the league's pandemic protocols. Didn't they get another guy off of uh, the Colts or something like that, too? Uh, I'm not Jets sure. Or something. Did they? Yeah, I think they found a couple other players throughout the league, too, which surprised me that they did this league-wide and didn't just stop at Tampa. So my hat's off to the NFL for at least following through on all 32 teams. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, let's see. Rick Strout, Tampa Bay, broke the news about Brown's girlfriend, told his former live-in chef that he'd been willing to pay for 500 bucks before the season for a fake ID. Um, the freed agent wide receiver John Franklin III, who was with the Bucks in August before being waived, and let me see who the other one was. Looking for that. Hey, man, that's not bad. 28, 29 years old, and you're still trying to score a fake ID? That's pretty cool, though, JT, we think about it, man. It's kind of like shit we did when we were 16. Yeah, <laughs> right. All right. Well, um, let's see. What else is going on, dude? What else is in the news? Sorry to interrupt you there with that AB. You mentioned uh, being in the news. It reminded me of that. Uh, this week, interesting thing well, that's all right. they're doing. Uh, it's My Cause, My Cleats week this week, where um, Steelers can put their cl- their cause on their shoes and who they're supporting. How many years is this now, JT? Are we getting close to a decade now of, of them doing this? Um, I'm not really sure. They've been doing it for a while. Uh, sixth year. Because I'm trying to... Th- it's the sixth year. Uh, how many? Six. Sixth year? Because mm-hmm. I can't remember who was the actual player prior to this who kept getting fines for their shoes, and then the NFL turn, took a negative and turned it into a positive. That's right. Which was another good marketing tool on the NFL side because he was getting fined every week for having something on his shoes. And they finally figured, well, if can't beat him, join him. Hmm. And we'll make some money out of it. Yes, capitalism. Yeah, why not? Well, hey, here's here's a couple that are making their statement with their cleats. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, Zach Banner. His cause is Moms Group Incorporated and B3 Foundation. Uh, let's see. Josh Dobbs is Girls, Inc. of Tennessee Valley and the Children's Home and Lemieux Family Center. Um, just to give you guys a couple examples, uh, Ebron is um, his cause is the Michael J. Fox Foundation, uh, which is for Parkinson's disease, if you didn't know. Uh, and uh, let's see, how about another one? Terrell Edmonds uh, is uh, Reflections of Grace cause, foundation that supports pediatric brain cancer, too. So uh, this is good stuff, man. Good stuff. 
That's all. That's all good stuff. Mm-hmm. Just about as good as the best news I've heard out of camp this week, or out of practice this week. Oh, okay. In December, JT, according to the players' contract that they signed, we're finally able to don some pads and learn how to play football again. What? And yes, you mean you would actually you th- tackle? And make contact yes, in you, practice? You get three of them. And Tomlin decided that he's got to do it this week. He took control of this team. They come out in pads. I guess the players were kind of ecstatic, a little bit floored. They said practice was more up-tempo, more fast-moving. It was nice to be able to put hands on a pad instead of kind of on a shirt or, you know, somebody's flabby booby. But... <laughs> They were they were there. They were hitting. And now the only thing is, is since Tomlin finally took the floor this week and got some folks' attention, will it actually make a difference? Will we see the difference come Sunday? I hope so, man. Um I, I'm kinda optimistic about this game this week, TA. I really and am as you should be. Yeah, I I, I think uh Merrill Hodge turned my opinion around watching his uh, playbook. So I really think that, uh, yeah, the Steelers got a wake-up call. Both, you know, losing like that is very humbling, dude. These guys are professionals, too. Yeah, we got injuries, but you know what? All the teams got injuries, man. So. uh, Maybe you just got to suck it up and move on. Yeah, maybe this got their attention and. Maybe they realized that they've been just floating or whatever has been going on. Only they know, dude. But now, did you feel, did you hear about the real feel good news of the week, JT? No. Maybe. I don't know. What are you thinking? For Thanksgiving, the Tomlins were gracious enough to have their cowbell over for Thanksgiving dinner. And they didn't even make him bring a dish. Mr. Najee Harris got to break bread with the Tomlins. Now, I thought that that was a pretty cool story, man. Is bell cow or cowbell? Cowbell, work cow. I mean, work cow, work bell horse, cow. mule. I mean, <laughs> you can call him what you want to call him. But yeah. He was there for Thanksgiving. That's cool. He was there for Thanksgiving. That's cool. Oh, I remember when they drafted. Uh, Sidney Crosby. You know where he lived. Hmm. For a while. Refresh my memory. Mario Lemieux's house. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he took him in. They were best buds. They were roommates. He lived with Mario Lemieux and his family. Heck yeah, man. Mm, That's cool. Yeah, well, you know Tomlin loves his, uh, his bell cow. He did. Remember how he used to brag about... Uh, L. Bell. L. Bell, yeah, well, you don't have L. Bell, so. But. No, we got Najee. got Najee, so. Got Najee. Well, JT, it's that time of the show where it's time to really heat it up in the north and, and, and break down this game. Let's take a look at it. So, let's go, let's go, uh, let's go 10,000 foot level. 
uh, offense and defense, and then we'll dive into who to look out for. So what do you what do your let's go keys of the game on offense and defense for you? For me, mm-hmm. it's easy. It's the trenches. We got to stop the run, and we got to be able to run the ball. And it all starts in the trenches. Yep, that's the key to victory. Yep, it's in the trenches. All I can say is ditto. That's where it stops. We got to win those because one-on-one battles down there. Yeah, we got to get push off the ball. We've got to get push off the ball, and and there's got to be a sense of physicality. I want to see some Steeler football. I want to come out and see that grit, that meanness, that I'm going to punch you in the mouth and then I'm walking over to the stands and punching your mama in the mouth. And I dare you to stop me. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of football I want to see. Yeah, me too. Me too. Because um, like Ryan Clark said, nobody's scared of him. They used to be afraid. Oh. <laughs> they used to, their, their butts would pucker up coming into Pittsburgh. So let's hope that we can reestablish that. So, but yeah, when it comes to stopping the run, dude, the the, the probably the biggest culprit is going to be stopping Lamar Jackson, or at least containing him. Oh, absolutely. Because well, here's the other thing too. Harbaugh has these Ravens at thirteen and two in the month of December, dating back to 2018. That's the top in the NFL. Mm-hmm. We were one of those losses last year during the Thanksgiving COVID game. If you remember, it kept getting pushed back, pushed back. Oh, pushed that back was a cluster. In December. Yeah, that was a cluster. Right. And Jackson didn't play that game because he had COVID. That's right. So just in case a lot of fans don't realize that. But here's the thing that really is, I mean, when was the last time that you heard your number one rusher on your team was your quarterback? Yeah. He's leading the team with 707 yards. Hey, what have we been saying can, about him, T.A., the whole time? What have he been saying about him? He is one hit away from becoming the last <laughs> leading rusher in the NFL. Well, I agree. I agree. Because if we can contain him and force him to throw the ball, man, he only has a 51 percent passer rating we th- we want to get on ben hey here's the darling of the nfl at a 51 percent, and everybody thinks he's great because of his legs he can't throw the ball right right so to win we got to keep him in the pocket and force him to throw right because he had four picks against the browns man he did. maybe we can get six <laughs> well i won't go that far uh yeah but maybe we can just contain him that would be okay um, <laughs> but you know what, T.A., I was thinking about this all day. And, you know, sometimes a team has a quarterback's number. Whether it be us having somebody else's number or somebody other, other quarterback having our number. And, you know, if you think about it, over the years, some at Steeler Nation won't, won't remember this far back. But, you know, I'm thinking of, like, uh, Steve McNair. And uh, Mark Brunell of the Jaguars, who were never that good of a team, 
But he always seemed to have our number, man, when, when they would come. When the Oilers would come to town, McNair always seemed to have our number, man. It was always tough. I think if you go back and look at that, I think I agree with you on your second choice, Brunel. Oh, yeah. Man. He would eat us that up. That soft Paul. They could be like the Detroit Lions at 0-16 zero to zero and 16 and come in there and put a drubbing on us like Cincinnati did. And it'd be like, what? How does this happen? But you're right. There's always that one. Just takes one. Remember, he was one of the few rushing quarterbacks of the, the day. Sorry to regress back into those, those years there. But uh, point being is, I think Steelers have his number, have Jackson's number. I'm not sure how much the statistics will support that. But overall, I think we've had pretty good success and minimized the damage that he's caused, for the most part. Thoughts? Well, just to kind of reiterate or add to that, he's only played against us twice, and he has a one-in-one record. So he's at 500. That's it. That's it. I know. All that build up for that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he just popped my bubble, man. Uh, hey, hey, I, I'm sorry, man. I'm just trying to keep it real and, you know, keep everybody on the, on the same page. to me yeah, trying to over-dramatize this, <laughs> this topic. But, hey, no, that's all right. nonetheless, he is, uh, he is stopping him. It's going to be key in this game. So hopefully we can um, have our people in the right position. So who else do we got to watch out for? I know that tight end, that well, tight end is, has been uh, a big target of his, but... Um, before we get to him, though, let's remember, it's not only Lamar at 707. They lead the league in rushing, and they've been coming on strong with Devontae Freeman. Now, remember, we all thought that the Ravens were down and out. They lost Dobbins. Right. They lost Edwards. Right. They lost Hill. There are three top running backs at the beginning of the season, gone, and they're still leading the league in rushing. That's the thing that is the most intriguing part about this. And we've got our cowbell just doing it on his own. Mm-hmm. It takes a team. Right. So we got to watch Devontae. But you're right. Since you pulled the cat out of the bag, Mark Andrews. Oh, my God. He's becoming one of the league's best t- tight ends, man. He's Lamar's favorite target. The guy has five TDs. He's averaging 12.1 yards per catch. All I can say is Bush, Schobert, and Terrell better be on their game. We cannot let him beat us over the middle, JT. We cannot. We have to contain Lamar and make sure we're not beating him over the middle. I'd rather see us get beat by Hollywood Brown on a long bomb than I would get nickeled and dime all the way down the field like we have been the last couple of weeks. Well, I think it all starts with pressure too. Um, you know, you get some pressure on him. He's got to he's got to throw it a little sooner. You know, that just disrupts timing. Uh, and let's face it: the longer he has to throw the ball, the quicker. You know, the the less reaction time. Well, let's put it this way: the the receiver has the advantage. The longer the time, the receiver has uh, the advantage there over the uh, coverage guy. So we we got to get to him. We got to pressure him. We got to make him make quick decisions, and uh, make him rush his throws, um, which we've seen the result of can be very effective with that. 
because it's not the most accurate passer. So, well, here's one thing that I'd like to see happen this week. Tomlin said in his in his presser, you know, we're not going to make drastic changes, but we're going to move some pieces around. And I'm hoping since TJ is questionable about playing, and we won't probably know until Sunday because he's got to clear, I think, at least three COVID tests in a row. If he does not clear, I'm hoping they move Highsmith over into TJ's position. Yes. And have him try to contain Lamar because I think we'll have much better success with him on the left than we will on the right. Yeah. Who are you going to put on the right? Bugs? Well, no, it's not going to be Bugs. It's going to be either, what is it, Tuzik or Taco Bell or uh, whoever else we bring up. Matter of fact, maybe we might even see Buddy come up. Maybe Buddy can do a better job as a middle linebacker. Or maybe see what he can do as an outside. Yeah, He's been the only one on the practice squad we ain't brought up yet. Bring him on up. Give him a try. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so so stop the run and uh, watch the tight end. If we do th- those two things, uh, put some pressure on it. I think we can get a victory. We can atone. We can atone. But wait a minute, we still got to score points. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to you got to score points and and. And the Ravens, you know, their defense ain't no slouch. Matter of fact, you know, I sat there and I looked at this defense up and down, up and down, and let's just say that they've probably got the best set of linebackers in the NFL. And and, and we're just going to run through them real quick, JT. You got Patrick, Patrick Queen, second year. He is really getting comfortable in the NFL and he's their leader in tackles. He's playing fast, physical, and downhill football, something we were hoping from Bush. You got the rookie, Adolfi Owea. He is only a half a sack behind the team leader, Tywis Bowser, who is also a linebacker. And then the guy who I think has really brought this group of young guys together and really got them gelling, and I got to hand it to the Ravens, man, in the scouting department. They were able to pick this guy up, and this was the guy we were looking at. Just remember this. There's rumors that said we offered him more money, and he chose to go to the Ravens, and that's Justin Houston. I mean, granted, he's a 10-year vet. He was, you know, he was a gun for hire last year with the Colts after having a stellar career with Kansas City. And now here he is. They've got four top linebackers. I don't know what Ben's going to do on these little short dump passes because these linebackers ain't going to give us much room, JT. We got to go down the field. We got to open it up. Yeah. God, I hope so. It sure is nice to see that ball float out there a little bit farther than two or three yards or behind the line of scrimmage, for God's sake. <sighs> Chunk plays. Didn't that used to be a Tomlinism? Chunk plays? Haven't heard that term for splash. quite a while. And we haven't heard any splash plays either. Only when talking about the team he, uh, he was facing. 
Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing now, JT. We know what we've got to do. Yeah. We've got to stop the run. We've got to be able to run the ball. And this is where it's going to get interesting. Who are we going with, JT? Right now, the Ravens are a three-and-a-half favorite, which is about right. I mean, the average victory over the course of 30 games has been three points. And we've got an over and under of 44. So I think that that's even too high. Mm, Yeah, could be. Well, since my name's up there first, uh, I'm kind of going right at the over-under. But um, I'm going to go with the the black and gold this week, dude. I'm going to go 23-21 and um, uh, Steelers. Steelers eking one out. If I was a betting man, I would, uh, yeah, I wouldn't take the Ravens with the uh, three and a half points. I think this is going to be a, a one or two point game. So it's the battle of the top two kickers <laughs> in the NFL. It could be. The Wizard of Boz against old Mother Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> Number one and one A and one B. It is. So you're thinking it's going to be down to the fourth quarter, Ravens leading 21 to 20. Boz comes out, kicks the game winner with zero seconds left on the clock. I like it. Is that what we're thinking? I like it. Something like that, sure. Because I'm not going to lie. It's kind of the way I'm seeing this game unfold as well. It's going to be a nail biter. We're, you know, anybody who needs to go to the store or the pharmacy to get your glycerin pills this week, <laughs> you might want to stock up on them because you're going to need them. And, 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 and acids as well. Glycerin and antacids. Make sure you get them, folks. Uh, yes. And J- JT, I know I said that, that, that 44 might be even a little too mm-hmm. high, but I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna to go ahead and say 27, 24. Ravens. Steelers, baby. There you go. We got to get off the snide. We got some we got some pad poundage going on this week. We got some veterans that went ahead and put a boot in some folks' butt. TikTok is out of the locker room for at least this week. <laughs> I think we're going to be focused, man. I mean, I really do feel that I way. I think so. I I think uh, again, quoting Merrill Hodge, I think these professionals got embarrassed and they got a wake-up call and I think you're going to see them respond this week. Um, it, it, it really isn't going to make a whole lot of sense to just go into, uh, uh, like talk mode and, you know, what does that say about a team? You know, we did a lot of comments and we talked about this last week, a lot of comments about, um, you know, let's just lose out and get a high draft pick and everything. And, you know, that's something that you, even the New York Jets couldn't do that last year. They were well on their way to uh, securing a first round, the first round draft pick, and uh, 
even found a way to win a few games they weren't even supposed to, uh, knowing that they were fighting for that. <laughs> so, poor Jets fans. I think we had it rough, man. So, all right. Uh, how did we fare last week, T.A.? Do we have last week's notes? Oh, we were both losers. No, you were actually a winner. I think you picked the Bengals. Yeah, I did pick the Bengals, but hmm, not by that kind of score. Yeah. Who would have? Who would have? No. That? And 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 I picked the Steelers, and and I failed miserably. However, JT, you know where I'm not failing miserably at, buddy. What's that? Degenerate Devs Lock of the Week. T.A. is seven and two, baby, in Dev's absence. That's right, seven and two. Even the master degenerate Dev ain't even that good. So here are my locks of the week. The Finns over the Giants. They cover the three points, JT. The Vikes over Detroit. However, Detroit's not going to let them cover. So I like Detroit in this game. And then Las Vegas over the Skins to cover the spread at two and a half. That's my lock of the week, baby. And I'm looking at being 10 and two come next Thursday. Hmm. Awesome stuff. I think when, I think when Dev comes back, we're going to start going head to head. (laughs) Yeah. I want a piece of his action. Think so. Well, hey, well, I want to throw a plug out here at SteelCityStar.com or at SteelCityStar on Twitter. Uh, always uh, the best in uh, rare and uh, vintage Steeler video footage. Uh, his latest tweet is the ESPN Primetime 1974 AFC Championship game uh, versus the Raiders. And uh, how about this name? Cliff Branch. Mel Blunt, you know, we talked about this guy earlier, still playing. Rocky Blyer went over 100 yards in that game. Uh, Franco, talk about a deadly duo, man. Franco Harrison, Rocky Blyer, my God. Uh, Jack Ham, there's Dermonti in there. Terry Bradshaw, check it out, stillcitystar.com. A lot of good stuff, a lot of good stuff. There's another post about 1981 uh, Patriots game. So check him out. Yeah, he's just got some good stuff in there. And I tell you what, if you haven't been on there, Lambeau's last game, Pittsburgh's last laugh. Hmm. That's a good one right there. Get on there and check that out. Very cool. Very cool. Well, um, that's about puts a stamp on it, dude. We're just right up against uh, right up against an hour. So thanks, Steeler Nation, for hanging with us. Hey, don't forget, um, you know, we appreciate your input out there. Uh, look for us on uh, anywhere you get podcasts or uh, SteelersRealm.com. And uh, while you're out there, check out some of our cool links, some of our partners out there, uh, former Steeler players we've had on from time to time. Also, some links in there for you to uh, send us a coffee. Keep us from getting thirsty. We appreciate that. Uh, anything you can do to help. And uh, uh, Steelers Nation out there on the Steelers uh, Steelers Facebook groups, we appreciate your input from last week's episode. Uh, rather than get all negative on you, we thought we'd have a lot of fun, and uh, we appreciate your quotes and inputs. And uh, 
couple uh, couple of you have uh, posed an interest on maybe coming on as a guest. So we look forward to uh, lining that up with you guys and keep those comments coming. We have one uh, that we're going to throw out there for this week. And, um, you know, uh, we may, not saying that we can, but we may have a special uh, coach on our show uh, that will be able to bounce some of your questions off against a Steeler coach. So... That said, Steeler Nation. You finally got a hold of my high school coach. This is Steelers. Oh no! The Steelers coach, Pee Wee, Pee Wee Steelers, Mr. Jones. Mm-hmm. Well, you're just gonna have to wait and see. So, you know, there's three listeners that hung out for the whole hour. Um, mark it in your calendar. Just keep an eye out for upcoming episodes. We'll give you plenty of warning and plenty of uh, advance notice, but. Coach is coming on, and you're going to love it. It's going to be a lot of fun, too. So, Steeler Nation, have a great rest of your week. Uh, hopefully, Friday's practice yields some good results for us. And then uh, we'll catch you on the gridiron. Careful in the hot tub, Steeler Nation. Catch you next time. We're out of here. T.A., have a good one, brother. Hey, J.T., thank you. Steelers Nation, thank you for joining us for the annual high school rah-rah football game because this is what this feels like the grudge match between that local high school and keep the faith Steeler Nation don't let all this negativity get you down we win this just remember this we're still only a game and a half out of first so with that being said be loud be proud get those flags a waving oh did you hear that flags I smell towels. Just want to see who's going to comment on that. Be good, Steelers Nation. Check back next week into the Steelers Realm podcast.